The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk a little bit about organic growth. Joining us is Farzad Rashidi, who is the lead innovator at Respana, which is an all-in-one link-building outreach software that helps businesses increase their organic traffic from Google. And today, Farzad and I are going to discuss whether SEO is the right acquisition channel for you. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator at Respana. Farzad, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Benjamin. I'm excited. Excited to have you on this show. We uh, had a conversation on my other podcast, the Voices of Search podcast, where we talk specifically to the SEO community. But I had such a good time on that podcast. I figured it was time to bring you on this show and talk a little bit about organic growth with the MarTech community. So let's start off at the top here. You know, as technology-driven marketers, we're often challenged with trying to figure out what are the right strategies and channels to implement. We all know about SEO, but how do you figure out if SEO is the right channel for you as a marketer? It was sort of a process of trial and error for us at the beginning to figure this out. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a background, I know we chatted previously very briefly, but I started my career in marketing at our parent organization, Visme. And Benjamin, I'm sure you've heard of Visme before. Sure. And for folks who are listening who haven't heard of us, it's basically brand content creation tools for businesses. So if you're creating any sort of reports, proposals, presentations, infographics, it provides a do-it-yourself platform where you can create these relatively quickly by inputting your brand guidelines. Now, when I joined the company, we had a bunch of engineers and designers, and I came in as the first marketing person. They were like, okay, Farza, go sell this thing. I was like, great. So where do we start? And obviously, there's three, I would say, main marketing acquisition channels that we had in front of us. One was going door-to-door and basically cold outreach for sales which is always a great way to start if you're trying to get some early testers and folks that basically want to be early adopters of your tool. Channel number one, hustling. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem with our product with Cole Average in particular was that it was too cheap almost. 
because we were trying to keep our platform pretty affordable, especially for SMBs. And I think at the time our plans were like $15 a month or something. I mean, even up to this day, we have plans at that point. So it wasn't really making economic sense for us to hire US-based sales staff to go door to door to companies and sell a $15 a month product. It just doesn't make any sense when you take into account the LTV and the, the cost of acquisition. What I'm hearing from you is that your business model directly impacts what the effective marketing channels are for your business, but go on. Exactly. I was recently chatting with a friend of mine who is a marketing person at our medical device company. And they were basically asking me, hey, we want to look into SEO. And I was like, okay, like, what are you selling? And their, their products range between like 10, 12K all the way up to like 100K per device that they sell to this very specific like institutions. And I was like, don't waste your time with SEO, man. Just go hire a bunch of salespeople. There's only like a handful of them in your area. Go door to door sell selling this thing. <laughs> and obviously it works for some businesses and not to talk down on cold outreach, but for us as a company, we were like, okay, well, we have a larger audience size and the product price point is sort of at a point that it just doesn't make any sense to do that. Now, not to say we haven't rolled it out yet. We do have a sales team right now at Visme that our head of sales is building and we focus predominantly on enterprises. So larger corporations like IBM is a customer of ours now, Penske, the trucking company, et cetera. So they all have large, basically enterprise subscriptions with us. Netflix at some point, again, I'm sort of out of the loop now with Visme, but these type of companies, we still do reach out because obviously deal sizes are larger, but it was a very small percentage of our revenue at the time. So we're like, okay, well, second option is paid ads. And paid ads were great, especially back in the day when Visme started 2013, 14. And uh, they weren't as horrible in terms of CPCs. But we quickly realized that since they use a bidding system, both for AdWords and Facebook and all these channels, it's going to increase significantly over time. And we've seen time and time again, almost they double every year in terms of the cost for clicks, since the ad spots are basically limited. More competition, more budget being put into paid advertising means that there's more competition for the media, higher cost. Exactly. Also, there's the lack of data and some of the privacy changes that have impacted the cost and efficiency of paid media. Right. And especially after COVID, we've noticed a significant drop in ROI, not in only in terms of number of conversions, but the matter of fact is that when you double your budget, paid ads budget, it doesn't normally result in double the conversions. So it is a diminishing return on that. So we still have to say, obviously, invest some in paid advertising. But again, our business model was sort of in a way, it's like, for example, if you sell hoodies and like t-shirts, or if you sell a cool lamp, Normally for those type of products, yeah, Facebook ads, <laughs> that's a no brainer. E-commerce products that are cool looking, can make a cool video, funny video, go out there and start selling. But for product like Visme, where it requires normally a few touches for it to kind of get a sense of it, and also the type of audience that we were trying to gather, it was not necessarily a very scalable channel for us to focus on. And more importantly, we were a bootstrap company. So we didn't have the hundreds of millions of dollars in paid ad budgets that some of our competitors have and bidding against us. Underlying issue, you pay for what you get when it comes to performance marketing. If you're going to pay a lot for leads, you're probably going to get highly targeted, qualified leads. If you're trying to do it on the cheap, you can get high volumes, but it might not be very targeted. That's right. So we're like, okay, guys, let's see what we can do. So we basically put ourselves in shoes of a customer and we were like, okay, let's ask you, Benjamin. So let's say you want to create a social graphic for this episode that's coming out. And your team already isn't using a pre-existing software. 
and you're like, hey, what is a tool that I can create social media graphics very quickly? What's the first thing in your research process? What's the absolute first thing you do right after you want to look for a product? Probably Google something. Exactly. Yeah, that's normally a very good starting point. And for most companies, that is how, at least in our space, that's how our customers were basically looking for our products. We're like, okay, well, instead of us having to spend all of our cash and become a household name, (laughs) which is a very expensive play, let's try to show up in places where people who are looking for a product like ours would come and organically find us. And that triggered the idea of, okay, maybe SEO would be a good channel here. And because if you optimize our website so that it organically shows up in the search results for our target keywords, now we got an unlimited evergreen flow of traffic and that's consistently wearing us customers. So we're like, great, this is awesome. Let's go ahead and see if we can put together these blog posts and, and obviously these landing pages and put us out just to kind of tell the world that, hey, we exist. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I get what you're saying with the juxtaposition of you can do direct sales, you can buy media, or you try to build organic growth channels. And sure, an organic growth channel, it's free once you publish the content. The content's out there, it's evergreen. What could be better? But there's a time component to this as well, right? There's a time to maturity for your channel. So you're talking about, well, it was expensive to buy performance marketing ads, but they're predictable. And they happen immediately. Talk to me about when you're figuring out what the right channel is for you. How do you assess the time and maturity for that channel, specifically when you're focusing on different organic growth channels? Absolutely. And you 100% are correct, Benjamin. As I said, my point of today's talk isn't to say, hey, you shouldn't go do cold outreach. You shouldn't go and do paid ads. I think those are extremely good channels to get some early traction, especially if you're an entrepreneur that's just getting started or you're a new marketing person trying to figure out the right acquisition strategy. It gives you a lot of data, which you can work with in terms of, hey, what are some of the type of customers that actually are willing to pay for the product? Which one of them stick around the longest? 
which one of them get to the sale quicker. And this type of data is extremely difficult to get using a channel like SEO because obviously, as you mentioned, it is a time component to it where it takes a while for it to start kicking in and also for traffic to come in and start gaining traction. So at the very beginning, what we were doing was experimenting with all of these channels and figuring out, okay, what works best. But the goal of my role at Visme was to figure out a long-term acquisition channel, like where we are building a marketing engine and we don't have one yet. <laughs> so how are we going to acquire customers not only today, but five years from now and 10 years from now? And that outlook was basically dictating the amount of focus we were putting in on each channel. So up to this day, we still do paid ads, we still do cold outreach, but I would say 90% of our focus is predominantly on SEO. Okay. So you decided that you're going to invest on building content to get in front of B2B buyers who are interested in your product or service. You're selling a relatively low price point product. You know, you can have $15 subscriptions. Obviously you have enterprise clients as well, so they can get larger. Talk to me about the resources that you need if you're trying to figure out what the right acquisition channel is. Maybe you're a bootstrap company with a low price point. Maybe you're a angel or VC back funded growth company and you've got lots of budget and lots of resources. How does your company's profile impact what the marketing channel you should be focused on? The way I would dictate that, Benjamin, as a marketing person is to put yourself in shoes of a customer. That's something that we kind of reveal out of a ton of customer interviews. We're like, hey, how did you find us? How did you come across VisMe? Because nobody knows VisMe right off the bat. The brand name isn't a household name. We're not Apple. So you obviously found us from somewhere. Where did you find us? And a lot of people were like, yeah, I don't know. I was just looking around on the internet. And I'm like, okay, we're on the internet. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Where you came across? They're like, well, I was just Googling around. I was like, okay, what were you Googling? <laughs> so they were like, yeah, I was just looking for some presentation templates. And I came across the website and I saw some templates on your website and I clicked and I created an account. I was like, oh, this is a cool product. So I actually started paying for the product. So knowing that customer journey and okay, how our ideal customers come across a product like ours, it should be very crystal clear from your customer interviews and asking your target audience, hey, how are you currently doing that research? A lot of the times people are just asking their friends for it, especially for a very high top tier enterprise. So maybe focus more on referrals and community aspect. If there's a low investment in a product, like for example, a commerce products, paid ads may be a better option. Or in our case, people were aware of the problem that we're trying to resolve. Everybody knows they need to create a presentation when they come in with a problem in mind. But the process of finding a product was done through Google. So we knew that exactly from the get-go that, okay, our customers are already aware of the problem and they're Googling. So let's figure out what they're Googling and trying to get ourselves up in the search results for that keyword. And that sort of initiated the idea of the, okay, let's start producing some content and start putting up these landing pages. But it turned out it's not quite as simple as that. That's definitely an interesting thing that we came across that after spending all this time and resources, we got zero results. I think that that's an important part of figuring out what your marketing channel is, is you have to talk to your customers. This is not rocket science. It's also something that we preach a lot here on the MarTech podcast. You have to take into consideration a couple different factors. What's your product and services? What's your price point? 
who are your customers and where are they looking for information? If you're working at a relatively low price point subscription B2B product, you're not going to be hiring a gigantic sales team to go sell $15 a month subscriptions. You're going to be underwater. Your business model doesn't work. So where are people looking for your products and services? Are they looking on Facebook? Uh, Maybe you can get some interesting targeting and put your ads in front of the right people if you really understand who they are. But in reality, what you're looking at is better intent signals. And so that's where search is really an important channel. And the value of search is not only can you target based on intent, you could build evergreen content. You can build something that's going to stay in front of your prospective customers over a long period of time. And so really what you're doing is creating, as you said, this growth engine, not something that's going to be a marketing campaign for today, but something that's going to be there over the long time. And there's always this balance of what do I need today? Who do I target? And how long does it take for a marketing channel to basically get to maturity. And those are the things that I think you need to think about when you're trying to figure out what the right channel is for your business. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator at Respana. Join us again tomorrow when Farzad and I continue our conversation talking about finding opportunity keywords. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Farzad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is the Farzad, that's T-H-E underscore F-A-R-Z-A-D, or you can visit his company's website, which is respona.com, R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.